0: The Carolina Panthers beat the Washington Commanders in the first-ever game for the Commanders here at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. But it's preseason. It doesn't really matter. The show is good, especially in the fourth quarter. We'll tell you all about it now on the Locked On Commanders podcast.
1: Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, and welcome in everybody. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. We are at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland, where the Washington Commanders lost their preseason opener, 23 to 21, to the Carolina Panthers. As we welcome you in to the Locked On Commanders podcast, we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team each and every day, We're your daily podcast featuring and covering the Washington Commanders. We're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Uh, if you're watching us on video, that's how you're doing it. Uh, or you can do it also on the WUSA 9 Plus app. Our friends at WUSA 9, your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C., has a new streaming app that is a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Download the WUSA 9 app. Plus app uh, now from your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick. No matter how you join us, we appreciate you. And thank you for making us your first listen and your first watch of the day. Once again, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980, which you can find live Monday through Friday. From 9 a.m. To noon Eastern Time or anytime live and free, along with this show on the Odyssey app. My co-host, David Harrison, who is covering the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, is on special assignment in Tampa. He will return early in the new week. When we are not here or there, we're on Twitter, at DHarrison82 for David, at Russellmania621 for me, at Commanders. For the podcast and this episode, which is going to be a shorter version, and then we'll have a full-length episode for you going into Monday, uh, is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find out all of your favorite sports and events. Uh, at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games, find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball. Of course, the NFL preseason is fully back now. You can get in on all the action live, in-game betting, scores, podcasts, and more. Head to Bet Online today, and/or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Hopefully, you won. If you didn't take the Commanders on the money line, Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, let's get to it. Uh, A quick wrap up, a quick summary of what I saw here at FedEx Field. Uh, on Saturday afternoon, it was a 1 o'clock start, uh, announced attendance of just over 44,000. Uh, obviously, there weren't that many people uh, here, but, of course, that's season tickets. Uh, that's tickets sold, people that just don't show up, even though it was a gorgeous day, right around 80 degrees, 81 degrees, uh, bright sunshine, new uniforms, new fights, new everything, uh, you know, some new design to the stadium. I mean, listen, it's still FedEx Field if you were expecting a brand new stadium experience in stadium uh you're kind of you know in the wrong area uh, quite honestly no matter what the team says uh but the bottom line is you know it was i thought a a a light crowd maybe but it was a mostly enthusiastic crowd, including late in the game as the commanders made a comeback. We'll start early on with the offense and the first-team offense. Carson Wentz and most of the first-team offense, again, they were missing Chase Roulier, Trey Turner, uh, John Bates, of course, Logan Thomas. They played 21 snaps, and Carson Wentz, I thought played reasonably well. Uh, I would say fairly good is more an accurate description, at least in my eyes. I don't think he was great. I don't think he was very good, but I think he was fairly good. What I mean by that is the numbers were all there, uh, right? Anybody can tell you about numbers, but I'm going to tell you what I actually saw with my own eyes. 10 of 13, 74 yards, 89.9 pass rating. That's all cute and all that. No touchdowns in which he threw, but he did lead a touchdown drive, and the operation was smooth. There weren't false sorts. There weren't illegal shifts. There weren't delay of game penalties. There wasn't frantic checks at the line of scrimmage and Carson Wentz having to wave guys all over the place and stop and start. It seemed like the operation was pretty darn smooth. That's number one. Um, I think Wentz was pretty accurate for the most part. The only two things that I would – well, there were three throws – uh, that I would really have an issue is, one, he underthrew slightly to Armani Rogers, the young tight end convert from Ohio, the quarterback, on the first series third down along the Washington sideline. It was a little bit underthrown and tight coverage. Rogers got his hands on it but couldn't come away with it. Again, if there was a little more air, just a little more juice, he could have come up with it. Uh, the other one that I, I would point out was a long sideline pass down the Washington sideline in the opposite direction of where they were going on the first drive, and that was to Terry McLaurin. Again, he hung that ball just a little bit, and so it was a little bit underthrown, so Terry had to kind of come back for it, and it just didn't connect. Uh, the third one that I guess I could, again, have a bone to pick, if you will, and again, he only had three incompletions, those two, and this one, where he led the receiver, and I can't remember who it was, it may have been Jahan Dotson, but I'm not sure, Uh I'll have to watch it back, where he led him into the hole, and he got popped, and it was just the throw was off. So, again, those were your three incompletions from Carson Wentz. All things considered, though, Carson Wentz played fairly good, is the best way I would say. And, again, he left the day leading a long touchdown and now down drive 14 plays 82 yards 7 minutes and 35 seconds that was capped off by brian robinson his one yard touchdown run the first ever commander's touchdown and why you say well brian robinson playing with the ones well that's because antonio gibson had a costly fumble which is something we've talked about all last year uh, all off season so far in camp it it was a little bit of an issue one day in camp i think he had two fumbles especially in red zone goal line drills um, but it reared its ugly head again on Saturday. Antonio Gibson fumbled uh, right around the 20-yard line-ish area for the Washington Commanders just after they took over on offense, uh, turned the ball over. Ron Rivera said after the game, hey, look, I want Antonio Gibson to run hard. I want him to run forward. I don't want him to sidestep. I don't want him to go sideways. Charles Leno, I know, was talking about uh, this with reporters. They just want him to run hard, forget about it, put it out. The problem is, is, it's hard because he had six fumbles last year, four of which were lost. Both were tops for the running back position in terms of lost, uh, opportunities. So, um, you know, this was a costly one because, A, it took away an offensive opportunity from the Commanders, number one. And then, number two, just a couple of plays later, as a matter of fact, three plays later for the Carolina Panthers, they ultimately took a 10 nothing lead on Rashad Higgins' eight-yard touchdown catch from Sam Darnold. Now, first, it was a good throw by Darnold. It was in the only place Higgins could have caught it, uh, outstretched back corner of the end zone over Kendall Fuller. Talk to Kendall Fuller after the game. Uh, we'll try and bring you that audio on the next episode of the Lockdown Commanders podcast. He was in zone. He kind of lost the receiver on a crossing route, basically dragging from right to left and to Kendall's side to Kendall's. Kendall plays right corner in the Washington defense, but Higgins came from the right side of the Carolina offense uh, and, again, kind of lost him, tugged at him, uh, and didn't, uh, you know, stop him enough to draw the penalty, which maybe you should have because it was a clear tug and then gave up the touchdown pass anyway. It, it, it's going to happen. I mean, again, the turnover is what fuels that to the quick scoring drive. And all of a sudden Washington was down 10 nothing, but then they rebound again with that long touchdown drive before the ones, the ones on offense get out of the football game. Now, um, just before we go again too far into this, the other. Big thing on offense ultimately in the game well two, two two things um uh williams jonathan williams number 41 who i've talked about a lot had a fourth down conversion uh that the drive didn't end in a score but a fourth and one conversion and that was one play after antonio gibson had failed on a third and one so that's something to watch out for not only did brian robinson again get the opportunity maybe earlier Certainly than we were expecting because Antonio Gibson fumbled, put the ball on the carpet. Remember, he was benched last year in Charlotte against these same Panthers, did rebound. He did come back in this game, played with the twos. But, again, that's one thing. And then when he failed on third and one, William, Jonathan Williams converted on fourth and one. So, again, two big things to kind of keep an eye on. The other big thing, is Sam Howell played really, really well. Sam, we know, throws with a – I mean, has a – How, what's your front arm? Uh, he made a bunch of plays obviously a couple of rushing touchdowns leading the comeback uh, for the Washington Commanders uh, a 17 yard touchdown run in which he had a little pump fake after he initially took off capping a 7 play 74 yard job to make it 20 to 13. Joey Slide by the way missed the extra point on the first Commanders touchdown uh, on the second Commanders touchdown he did actually make the extra point on the third Commanders touchdown also a Sam Howell run, but this time only from one yard out. They converted on a two-yard, or I should say a two-point conversion, Howell to Alec Erickson uh, for the pass, for the conversion, capping off another 13-play, 67-yard drive, four minutes and 44 seconds uh, there. So you had um, a bunch of long drives in this game. Uh, Touchdown drives for Washington, again, of 14 plays and 13 plays. So that's good and bad, right? It tells you you're converting on third down. It tells you you're keeping the ball. It tells you you're giving the defense rest. It tells you you're you're you know you're not killing yourself on offense. And even with all of this, they still came up short and lost twenty three twenty one. Not a big deal. They had a couple of eh, not good penalties from the defense on the final drive for Carolina, uh, and that allowed Zane Gonzalez to kick the game-winning field goal. As far as the defense goes, I thought Daniel Wise stood out, uh, as I've talked about all all offseason. Uh, he's been a guy, I projected him on my 53. I really like uh, Daniel Wise. I thought James Smith-Williams had a nice pass rush, but you know, mostly again, and knocked down early in the third quarter, mostly unabated to the quarterback. I thought the first team defense was sloppy at times, but getting pushed off the ball, giving up third downs. They gave up the first three third downs, and Carolina and Baker Mayfield were moving the ball uh, with ease. We told you about the Kendall Fuller uh, touchdown and, and situation there. They did have one nice pass breakup on a long ball. William Jackson the third and I think Bobby McCain, a couple other guys had you know here and there moments. Uh, I'll get a better feel when I watch the tape back on Sunday, and then we'll add to that in the first full episode of the week. So I just wanted to kind of set you know the big picture feel from here at FedEx Field after a tight loss in the first ever Commanders game. Listen, we'll get into the fight song and and all of that stuff uh, and the the uniforms, all the stuff that you guys care about that I honestly don't give – Really any thought to, but I know it's important to the fan base, so I'll do my best to grind through it, uh, but I, I, you know, again, I'll just be honest with you, it's not important to me, uh, and, and, and I'll do my best is, is the best I can do, but we'll do that in the next episode when I have a little bit more time. We wanted to get you this quickest episode out after the game, uh, again, detailing some of what we saw, but it's impossible to tell you everything, so make sure you stay tuned. For that. All right. So that's going to do it for us. But before we leave you, we tell you this podcast brought to you by our friends at BetterHelp. BetterHelp, talk about a time when life threw you a curveball. Did you have somebody that could help talk you through it? Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show yourself through it all. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Um, BetterHelp. Uh, it is a great service, guys. And it's not a crisis line. It's not a, it's, it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online and available to you worldwide, no matter where you live, right? Think about it. If you have an internet connection, you can log on to your account anytime, send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. So it's more comfortable, more private, more you right getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone again better help is a great way to invest in yourself visit their website read the testimonials that are posted daily Uh, In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they've been recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So, hey, maybe an opportunity for you there. And they have a special offer for our Locked On Commanders. Listeners, get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Locked On. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at BetterHelpHelp.com slash Locked On. All right, that's going to do it again for us from FedEx Field. We'll be back with a full episode start the week. This is just a bonus episode. Uh, David will be back early next week as well from special assignment in Tampa. Now make your next listen, your second listen, the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As you get ready for Jeff, on the intellectual fantasy expert. He's Finney Iyer. He brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves that no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. Again, we'll be back with that full-length episode after we get a chance to watch the tape. Stay tuned for that. If you want to hop in 301-615-3577 or locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com for David Harrison covering the Washington Commanders and other things. For SI.com's fan nation. I'm Chris Russell I Want half have the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980 in the Washington, D.C. area, and always live and free on the Odyssey app. Thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. Join the draft dudes Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft.